0: Welcome to our post-holiday club service this morning. Uh, Today, as well as having our normal regular service, we are going to be uh, hearing a lot about uh, the holiday club that we've just had this past week, and what a brilliant time it was. God loves everyone. He has time for everyone, and he's never in too much of a hurry to listen.
1: Does that include elderly people, children, clever people, sporty people, you and me?
0: Yep, everyone. One day... A father came rushing to Jesus.
1: Please help me. My daughter is very ill and the doctors
0: can't help her. She is about to die. Immediately, Jesus and his friends stopped what they were doing and they went with the desperate father. While Jesus was on his way, people were crowding around him. Suddenly, Jesus stopped.
1: Why has he stopped? This is an emergency, a race against time.
0: Who touched me?
1: What? Everyone is crowding around him. They must be pushing him from every side.
0: Someone touched me. I know because I felt the power going out from me.
1: Uh, hello, don't forget this man's daughter is very ill. My daughter, please hurry.
0: Suddenly, an elderly woman nervously walked up to Jesus and trembling fell at his feet.
1: I'm sorry, lady, but Jesus is in hurry.
0: The woman had spent everything she had on doctors. But none of them had been able to make her well.
1: I'm really sorry to hear that, but Jesus is in a hurry. Get a move on.
0: But Jesus didn't seem to be in a hurry. He listened as the woman told him her story. But Jesus still didn't rush away. He said to her, you are now well because of your faith. May God give you peace.
1: Okay, that's great. We can go now. Don't bother the teacher anymore. I've just heard that my daughter has died. Oh no, if only Jesus hadn't spent so much time with that woman. We might have made it.
0: When Jesus heard that Jairus' daughter had died, he said, Don't worry, have faith, your daughter will get well. And he went into the house with his close friends, Peter, James and John, and Jairus and his wife.
1: Everyone is crying, Jesus is too late.
0: Jesus said to the crowd, The child isn't dead, she's just asleep.
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: The people laughed at him because they knew she was dead. But Jesus took hold of the little girl's hand and said, Child, get up. She came back to life and got straight up.
1: Wow, I thought Jesus had messed up, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Thank you, oh, thank you.
0: Jesus always has time for people, and he has time for us. When we believe in Jesus, he can change our lives for the better. Thank you. Paul's now going to come and speak to us.
2: Well, isn't this fantastic this morning? I'm absolutely amazed at everything that's been going on this week. It's been a wonderful week. I think we should give a huge thank you to Martin and Jackie and all the team who've been leading the holiday club and all the young people who've been helping. Let's give them a really big round of applause. Absolutely. Thank you all of you and thank you for what you've done this morning to give uh, the rest of us a real exciting taste of what Holiday Club has been all about traveling on the seas, the high seas the seas of choice, courage call, change, commitment and now today the sea of challenge. There were two people in our Bible reading that was presented just now who took up the challenge of reaching out to Jesus really when everything seemed to be against them. They were both desperate for Jesus' help. One of them was a woman who'd been ill for many years and the other was a father who wanted to save his daughter's life. And in both incidents, the odds seemed to be against them. So let's have a look at these two families and what happened in this story that Jesus told and what that says to us about the sea of challenge. Let's come first of all to the father in this story whose name was Jairus. And Jairus had a daughter. The daughter was 12 years old. Is there anyone who's 12 here this morning? Anyone who's 12? Bethany's 12. Anyone else 12? It's a really nice age, isn't it? Don't you think 12 is really, really good? The daughter of Jairus, who was 12 years old, was so seriously ill, she was dying. Now, in the time of Jesus, there wasn't the same access to medical care that we have today. And sometimes people who who were falling ill found that Uh, they were getting very, very seriously ill. And there were children who died, there were adults who had died. There was lots more serious illness than there is now. And Jairus was desperate. Now, he was a ruler of the synagogue. That meant that he was actually quite an important person, someone of significance in the Jewish community. He was used to giving leadership and direction to other people. But in this moment, He was absolutely desperate because his daughter was so seriously ill. And he knew that the only person who could bring hope and healing into this situation was Jesus. Now for any parent to be in a place where their child is unwell, whatever age of life, it's a concern. And if that illness is serious, it becomes agonizingly painful. And for Jairus, this was a deep, deep pain that he had. Twelve is the age where the whole of life is beginning to open up. And here was someone who at that point, their life was closing down. And Jesus was the one who could help. And so Jesus set off in the direction of Jairus' house. And Jairus began to feel excited Here is someone who's going to be able to make a difference. Isn't that wonderful? As Jesus and his friends made their way to Jairus' house, where his daughter was so unwell. But on the way, something different happened. Because there was someone else who was desperate to meet with Jesus. And this is the other person in our story. The woman who had been ill for many years. And the illness that she had had, nobody seemed to be able to help her. No one seemed to be able to cure her. Indeed, if we read the same story in Mark's account, she'd spent all the money that she had on doctors, on those who might have been able to help. No one seemed to be able to do anything for her. But it was also the kind of illness which pushed her a little bit on the edge of her community. She couldn't be part of everyone else in the same kind of way she wasn't able to socialize and she too was desperate she didn't want to be obvious so she crept up behind Jesus remember Jesus was on his way wasn't he to Jairus's house where Jairus's daughter was so unwell and this woman crept up behind Jesus and just thought if only I touch him if I just touch him something's going to happen she touched his garment and immediately she felt different something wonderful happened to her and in the same moment jesus turned around and said who touched me he knew that power had gone from him something had happened in that moment This woman didn't really want to be made known. She was very shy, very embarrassed. She just wanted to creep up and no one to notice who she was. But Jesus knew that actually she needed to talk to him. She needed to tell him what had happened. And then she could go away not only being well, but being completely at peace. And that's what happened. The woman came to Jesus and she said, yeah, it was me. I touched you. And she told him a story. And Jesus says, now you can go in peace. But here's the suspense in the story, isn't there? Because Jesus was on his way to help someone else. And at that point, he'd got the message that Jairus' daughter was not only very, very ill, but had actually died. Could anything happen now? Was it too late? This is the most incredible story in the New Testament, isn't it? Because Jesus went on to Jairus's house and said, the child is not dead. The child is sleeping. And Jesus touched her. And she too came alive again and was wonderfully restored. This is the most incredible story, isn't it? Because here were two desperate people who reached out to Jesus. Jairus, whose daughter was so unwell, the woman who'd been unwell for so long, they were desperate and they reached out to Jesus. And it almost felt as if because Jesus gave time to one, He couldn't help the other. It was almost as if Jesus was going to Jairus' daughter and because he was going there, he'd have no time for the woman. And then it was almost as if because he stopped to talk to the woman, he'd got no time or was too late for Jairus' daughter. But it wasn't like that at all. Both were blessed by Jesus that day. So what does this say to us about our sea of challenge? We've been riding on the seas during this week, haven't we? And we've had a number of different seas, and this morning's sea is challenge. The challenge is for you and me to reach out and to touch Jesus today, because he's still alive, and he can make a wonderful difference in all of our lives. And this is the challenge. Now, we need to notice that in the story, these were two very different people. One was a man and one was a woman, so they were different gender. They had a different social recognition. One was very important and one was right on the edge. They had a different lifestyle. They had different needs. But both were the same as far as Jesus was concerned. And so you might think today, well, I'm a different person. I'm not like so-and-so. I'm not like them. So Jesus might make a difference to them, but he won't make a difference to me. That's not true. Jesus treats us all the same. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how young you are this morning. And some of you are listening wonderfully well in these few minutes. And you're quite young. There's a lot of life ahead of you. And some of you in this congregation are very much older. And you're also listening wonderfully well. <laughs> Doesn't matter what age we are. Doesn't matter what background we are. Jesus treats us all the same. The one thing these two people had in common was that they both believed that Jesus would make the difference. They were sure about that. Jairus believed that Jesus could come and help his daughter. The woman believed that Jesus could make a difference to her life. And they were prepared to face the challenge of meeting Jesus and trusting him completely. They weren't worried about what other people thought or said. They didn't ask questions about what Jesus might do. They simply reached out and believed in him. And that same challenge comes to us today. Don't hold back. Don't give up. Reach out now to the one who can make a difference in your life too. Now, your needs and mine will be different to the people in our story. Our greatest need is that we have all done things that are wrong. We've all said things that are wrong. We've all thought things that are wrong. And the Bible calls that sin. Sin is the wrong things that we've said and thought and done. And when we haven't done things that are right, that spoils where we are in our relationship with God. But the wonderful news is that when Jesus came and when he died for us, when he reached out his arms, I'm going to lose the microphone when I do this. When he reached out his arms on the cross, when he gave his life for us, he, the one who had not done anything wrong, is able to forgive you and me for the wrong things that we have done. And when he died... The life that he gave and the sacrifice that he made and the love that he showed and everything that he poured out in that awful moment of suffering was so that we can be forgiven and have a new life today. That's the most wonderful thing. And that's why we all need to come to Jesus. And that's the greatest difference he can make. He can forgive you and me of our wrong things. He can also bring us into the presence of God, help us to be part of the family of God. And he's given his Holy Spirit that can come and live in our lives to give us the power of God to be pleasing in the way that we live today. Everything else follows from that. So the sea of challenge is that you and I need to come to Jesus, trust in him, ask him to forgive us of the wrong things that we've done. Ask him to come and live within us and that his Holy Spirit would help us to live a life that's pleasing to God. So have you come to that place today? As we think of the challenge of these two people that came to Jesus in our story, have you come to that place today where you are trusting in Jesus to change your life, to forgive you and to give you eternal life? There's a Bible verse that was particularly for us to remember today. It ties in with the story but it's from a different part of the New Testament. It's from Acts chapter 16 and verse 31. It says this, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. I think those words are going to come on the screen. There they are. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Reach out, touch him. Believe in him. Ask him to make a difference in your life. And that is what will happen. Ian in his prayers mentioned someone called Billy Graham who died just four days ago on Wednesday, he was 99 years old. And he was someone who spoke all the way across the world telling people about Jesus. There was one occasion in 1989 when I was at Wembley Stadium when Billy Graham was speaking We took a coach from our church in Greenford and several people that night gave their lives to Jesus Christ. It was an incredible evening. It was a typical English summer's evening. So the rain was pouring down. The stadium was covered. It was the old Wembley Stadium, for those of you who remember that. Uh, And it did have a covering, at least uh, to protect most of the people who were in the stands. And the stands were full, about 80,000 people. The rain was pouring down. There came a point in when Billy Graham was talking, when there was a huge clap of thunder. It was all incredibly dramatic. And indeed, we wondered what was going to happen a few minutes later because we were getting towards the end of the talk and to the time when Billy Graham was simply going to say to people, if you want to take the challenge and trust Jesus, you come forward and say that you'd like to believe in him today. And coming forward meant walking down onto the grass pitch at Wembley, and there was no covering over that pit. And it was absolutely amazing that as it got to that part of the evening, the rain stopped, the clouds lifted, the light began to shine, and many, many people came give their lives to Jesus Christ that evening and that was just one of many occasions when Billy Graham spoke and people responded through his ministry many millions of people heard a clear gospel message and I'm sure many of you have stories to tell because you would have perhaps been at an occasion when Billy Graham had spoken there are many memorable quotes from him this one seemed especially timely after his death this week, where he said, the moment we take our last breath on earth, we take our first breath in heaven. And Billy Graham is now breathing in heaven because he's trusting in Jesus throughout his life on earth. And when you and I make the challenge of commitment and trust in Jesus, he will be with us all the way through this life, Every breath that we take, he is breathing with us. And when we take our final breath on earth, we continue to live with him in heaven. That is absolutely wonderful. And this is the promise that God has when we trust in Jesus. So Jesus is here now. And he's inviting you to step forward in faith and to put your trust in him at the end of this holiday club week
0: hear this
2: final challenge as the adventure cruise journeys through its final sea come follow Jesus now he's inviting you to step forward in faith whoever you are whatever age you are, whatever circumstance you are. Many of you I know this morning are already trusting in Jesus. But I want to give you the opportunity that if you've been hearing these things and haven't yet made that heart commitment to Jesus, you can do it now. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And as you hear these words, in the middle part of the prayer, I'll pray as if it's you praying. And if this is what you're wanting to say to Jesus this morning, you make my words your own as we pray now. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for all the ways in which you come to us and you speak to us. Thank you for the wonderful difference that you made in uh, the lives of Jairus and his daughter, and the woman who had been unwell. And thank you that today you want to make such a wonderful difference in our lives as we put our trust in you. Some of us have been in that place of following you and trusting you for many years. Some of us here this morning may be coming to that place for the very first time. And we say these words now. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I can be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and give to me your Holy Spirit. Please come to me now and stay with me forever. Amen. If those were words that you were saying, as I was saying them, and if you were saying them for the very first time, and if you were saying them from your heart, Because you're really reaching out to Jesus this morning. Tell someone. Straight away, tell someone. Whoever's next to you, whoever you know in the church, come to see me. Go into the prayer room after the service, whatever. Tell someone.